Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Welcome in. If you are watching live on YouTube right now, thank you so much for tuning in. But if you're not, then this is going to be available to wherever you get podcasts tomorrow. Mark and Sean are not here this week, but have no fear. My wife is here to talk sports and comics like we do every single week. This week, the Super Bowl is set. The LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals, we will see how my wife is uh, doing after her 49ers have lost, and we will preview the game next week. We also have the clash this Sunday in LA as the drivers start the brand new NASCAR season. And over in comic books, my wife's going to go ahead and take off. But before that, she'll talk about the Spider-Man box office news, AMC stocks rise. And then once she leaves, I will talk a little bit of comic books and that'll be it. But thank you so much for joining us for 141. Let's do this. There you have it, folks. As the music fades, here we are for episode 141 of the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much again for tuning in live and listening wherever you get your podcasts. Like every single week, this episode is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022 is new comic book day. So go over to the shop, see Alex or wherever you get your comic books. And please start up your pull list, get anything old and new in your comic book world and enjoy. I finally got my box um, from like the last three weeks, all those ice storms and hurricanes and blizzards and what and whatnot. Finally, couldn't keep my books away, so I finally got like three weeks uh, worth of books. I'd, I could do some heavy squats with that box. That was yeah, a ton. It was pretty pretty heavy. But um, ladies and gentlemen, as you can hear her voice, um, you will hear that uh, Mark and Sean are not on the show this week. They have other things to attend to, but both of them should be back next week for 142. But in their place, my wife Danielle is here, uh, sweetheart. Thank you so much for joining the show this week you're welcome i always got you back yes you do and i appreciate that so uh what else so what's new so before we get into anything sports related anything comic book and entertainment related what is new in your life that i don't know about which is nothing but yeah what's new uh my shows are back euphoria has been back for a couple weeks uh some housewives have started back up again summer house uh, is back on again, and I believe my faves, Slayton Sisters, 1,000 Pound Sisters, their season is about to wrap up, and Changing Diapers, Keeping a Four-Year-Old Entertained, but we do have a new title to add to our resume. Yes, we do. We are the Tracy Little League, T-Ball, Under Four, Coaches. That's right. Athletics, yep, the little four- and five-year-olds just running around trying to corral them in and just teach them the fundamentals and basics of baseball without having any tears or or, 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 or like pee pee and poop in their pants, you know? Like you just wanted to pick grass for an hour. Yeah, so this is the youngest I've ever coached, but so it's going to be a challenge for both of us, but I am the assistant coach. Danielle, you are the manager, so uh, I thank you for, you know, kind of stepping up. Like, you know, not a lot of people would in that instance, but it, but including it, yourself, you were pretty forced. Well, I was at work. I wasn't even there. Well, no, you left the practice. So Maddie had her first practice where it basically was a guy from the league trying to coerce the an agent yeah, and the player coaching agent coaching because they didn't have one. And Mike left. And when he left, can I cuss on here or no? Well, yeah, but I mean, like I refrain from an F word, but anything else? 
Um, the S word. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That is fine. He left practice and said, don't sign me up for shit. <laughs> like he knew, I don't want to get a call. Don't sign me up for shit. So I called him and said, I signed you up, but I also signed up myself. Yeah. So it was fun. We had our first practice as the coaches and we got some incredible feedback from the parents, which like, okay, that's all I needed right there. Mm-hmm. So they're cute. They're cute little kids. There's definitely some some kids on the team where I'm like, dang, he's good for being four years old. Yeah. Um, Madison, bless her heart. We've just got to find a place to practice where there's not a park because all the kids want to do is play at the park. Yeah. So sweet little girl. She's going to get – she's got it. She's a lefty hitter. She can throw. It's just keeping her motivated to do it. So we had to tell her about 405 times to get off the grass, stop pulling the grass, and to stand up and participate. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting season. They're the Oakland Athletics. So maybe they can bring some good vibes to the major team. Probably not, but we'll see. <laughs> Here's to hoping. Yeah, but it's it, but it was cool. I mean, like, un- unfortunately, we, it was down to the wire as far as, uh, you know, like you had to be the coach in order for Madison to play. Yeah, but, they were going to cancel. But at least, but at least it's it's kind of like a it's it's the silver lining. Like once you volunteered yourself and me, it was cool to see other parents be like, okay, like. I guess they didn't want the full full responsibility, but it's cool to see that they'll at least you know here. I'll, like I'll set up a snack uh, schedule. Yeah. Like I'll go ahead and help with practice if you need it. And sure yeah. enough, one of the moms is going to help me when you're gone uh, next week in, in in Oregon. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, Maddie and I are taking a girls' trip up to Oregon to visit my mother, and it'll be relaxed. We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. So it'll be chill. It'll be cold. You'll be home with Cam. Um, so you'll have a few free boys days, but yeah. we'll see how that goes because he loves me more than you. So we'll see how that works. I think we might have to keep our FaceTiming to a minimum just so he mm. don't like doesn't freak out. That makes sense. But yeah, other than that, I've been doing good. I got my eyebrows microbladed today. Fancy. For all of the guys out there who don't know. Yes, I got a tattoo on my face. <laughs> but it's actually a really big deal. And I've been super insecure about my eyebrows literally since like junior high. So I just aged myself there a little bit. But I'm super juiced to not have to worry about it. I know you looked at me and you're like, whoa. Well, so is that like permanent? Like forever? And I'm like, yeah, it's a tattoo. Yeah, but it looks good. I really Thank like you. it. I really like Thanks. it. Well, good morning. Yes, good morning. After Martin. we're done recording. Oh God, um, Jesus! I'm cut that out for sure. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, so let's get into the um, you know the meat and potatoes of the episode. So unfortunately, uh, let's get into the football first. You know we have a, f- a few things to talk about. Let's get into the football first. Um, your 49ers um, were eliminated last week by the L.A. Rams. Close game. It was one of those where it- close game. That game was a joke. Go ahead. The game was a joke. My yeah. heart is broken. It's. Freaking Christmas morning for you. You couldn't be happier. We got into a huge fight because you kept saying horrible things and probably jinxing it. Just like you got mad at Mark for texting you about the Charger Raider game. That's how I felt about your attitude towards the Niner game. We had the whole game, the whole game, and one play flipped the script, flipped the coin, the light switch went off, there was nobody upstairs in the brain, everything flipped, and 
you just couldn't recover. Like what I've learned growing up and watching sports is it's not so much the talent. Well, it is the talent, but it's also the momentum. If something shifts in your mentality and the momentum of the game, forget it. Forget about it. It's done. But it was a great year. And I really just want to say, if you're listening, Debo Samuels, thank you. And we love you here. And I hope you just keep being freaking dominating. Why you didn't play more in the fourth quarter, I still don't understand, but I have to accept it. So I've never been a Bengal fan in my life the way that I am today. So what do they say? Who day? Who day, yeah. Sometimes I get that mixed up because it's who day and and who dat. It's like, I forgot, but I think who day is Cincinnati and who dat is um, Saints. Well, you know, we got that bang, bang, Niner gang. Yeah, that's stupid. What do you have? Las Vegas Raiders. What do you have? Just them yelling. Raider haters, the black hole. (laughs) The black hole. That's okay. Okay. So you guys are not in the Super Bowl. We are not. Debo, Sammy will not be uh, listening to his dumb boom box walking up and down the aisle. (laughs) So I'm thank God because, you know, actually my my brother did say that he says, you know, how much you want to bet that Kodak Black would have been like walking with the team to that song they listened to. Mm-hmm. He goes, that would have been a sight to see. But, you know, us being the fans, we were like, oh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad they're not in the game. But he goes, actually, that part would have been cool because, watch, they would have gotten, like, Kodak Black to, like, actually go with them, you know, like, see, walk in the, in the front. that's how out of touch I am because I didn't even know that was his song. Well, neither did I. Yeah. But it was a good game. It was a heartbreaking game. And I saw on the news, Sal Castaneda is the traffic guy here. If you grew up in the Bay Area, you know who oh, yeah. Sal Castaneda is. Um, he was at the game, and he said it was like 60-40 Niner mm. fans versus Rams fans in attendance. Yeah, they couldn't keep them out. They tried their hardest, their damnedest, to keep the, the fans out of the stadium and to limit their you know ticket sales and stuff. But the, the Rams are just not a, you know, they're not a, you know, they're not the team in L.A. Like, they're probably the third team. You know, the Chargers probably have more fans d- uh, down there. And, then of course, the Raiders are like the biggest team down in L.A. still. So, yeah, I mean – Kansas City was also an incredible game. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of things happened that I was not expecting to happen. And again, a momentum shift. That one interception changed the game for them in overtime. I mean, we weren't even at home, though. Remember, we were at home when it was like 21 to 3 or yeah, 21? Yeah, like, oh, let's go to the park. Like, let's get out of here. Yeah, and then sure enough, like every, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, I keep looking at my phone, and, and sure enough, it's – you know, um, they score, I think they score and then uh, they score twice. And then one of them was a two point conversion to get it to 18. And then sure enough, Mark just texts, uh Oh, and it's 21, 21. I'm like, Oh, we got to get back home to watch. It was like 13 or 12 or 13 minutes left, left in the game. So it was, it was an an incredible end of the game going into overtime again. Like how, how great is just this whole postseason been of just going, you know, these last second game winning field goals and or, overtime games it's just been an, an amazing postseason that's that's good football for sure and i think we talked about this this is why the nfl dominates the way that it does mm-hmm. it's fast paced it's violent and you get these incredible games but question for you uh what do you think about burrows what do you think about his chances in the super bowl it's a first super bowl for him obviously um first super bowl for a lot of people we're stafford too Right, but I mean, like he's 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 a rookie in the league. Yeah, he's a he, I mean so, he's a rookie in the league, but he's also a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from just two seasons ago, who also won the national championship. So he's kind of used to big games recently. Well, but this is a Super Bowl. Uh, of course, of course, I know. But I mean, 
I don't, I don't know. Um, I see the line right here is at four and a half uh, in favor of the Rams. If I can get, I would, I, I would take the Bengals right now to at least cover, like make it a close game, like a three point game. Um, especially if I can get it, if I can get the hook up to a five, I would take the Bengals plus five all day. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, the secondary for the Rams is atrocious, is downright horrible. So so he, if he gets some protection, as long as, you know, uh, Burrow doesn't get sacked 15 times and actually has some time to throw, Jamar yeah. Chase is going to have a day, Higgins is going to have a day, you know, mixing out of the backfield. I think their tight end, um, oh my God, I forgot his name. Uh, 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 it starts with a U. It's just a shorter name. He's a Simone guy. Sorry, like like Usma or something like that. Uh yeah. He got hurt really bad last week, so I don't. I'm, I'm sure he came out like out of his uniform um, and in like a a cast thing. Yeah, um, CJ. Uh, yeah, sprained in MCL. Sprained. So I would think so. Nothing was torn, but I'm guessing he's not playing in two weeks. So I think it's going to be an outstanding game. Um, the you know the Bengals defense is just okay. Also, so Stafford's going to have time to throw to his weapons to to Cooper Cup to Odell Beckham Jr. Who had I believe what was it his first. Um, uh, his first 100 yard game since he was, you know, it was like two and a half years ago or something like that, you know, when he was still in Cleveland. So it's going to be a really good game. Of course, we have another week to prepare for it. Um, I have nothing to say about the Pro Bowl this upcoming Sunday. I have more to say about the clash in a second. Um, but I mean, so now we have this week for us to talk about it. And then, and then of course we have the big Super Bowl preview show, which Mark, Sean are supposed to be on. And Alex from Treasure Island, since he's a Rams fan is going to be, is going to be back on the show next week to preview the Super Bowl. So, but what, but what do you think about the game itself? The upcoming Super Bowl, Alex, I think that you're a great guy, but boo. <laughs> right. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I really desperately, obviously, want the Rams to lose, but I'm excited. It seems like there's a lot of, like, young blood um, that's going to be competing, so I think that's going to be good. The Rams do have some veteran players as well. Um I actually do like their coach a little bit. I think he's a cool dude. We watched them on Hard Knocks. So getting to see him and how he worked under John Gruden, um, I think it's going to be cool. And I'm super excited for the halftime show. It's just nostalgic for me. Like Dr. Dre, Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige. Like so many songs. So many songs that like are quote unquote old school to all these kids nowadays mm-hmm. are the songs that like were my jam in high school so that's gonna be fun for me and i'm sure our daughter's gonna be like what the heck is this um but i'm excited for that i'm also excited to see the turnout just out of curiosity the how many Bengals fans will be there versus rams because it is you said the first super bowl in how long second in a row no, no, no. The where the team is playing in their hometown. Second in a row. Oh, because because the Buccaneers played last year in Tampa. That was the first time ever in the history of in the, the history NFL. of the NFL. And oh. then this is this is the second year in a row. So it's pretty crazy okay. how it's happened two to for uh, two years straight. Oh. But no, it's going to be. I I think. I'm and don't quote me on this, but I think they sell fifty fifty. Like even though it's in L A, it's not oh, okay. it's not going to be seventy five twenty five Rams. I think they they hold like okay. okay this many fans from Cincinnati or whatever you know get the it could be a little bit of a home game you know but but who knows i mean if the Bengals do fans do the Bengals like traditionally travel i i, I can't say yeah. they're definitely not the steelers 
you know, mm-hmm. they're definitely not the Patriots, for, you know, teams that are on that, you know, on that side of the United States. Right. Um, they're definitely not the Colts, you know, but, you know, well, and just they, quickly, they will travel, they will travel for this because this is their first Super Bowl in over 30 years yeah. since they lost to the Niners in like 89. So, well, I thought we could have potentially repeated that, but that didn't happen. And that would have been for, th- for a three-peat. That would have been for the for the Niners and Bengals' third time playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if I could have survived losing two Super Bowls in three years. So, and what would that be? It would be like Kansas three, City. Th- three in less than ten years too, because yeah. what was it? Two thousand. Although you would get mad for me complaining about that because of your team situation. Well, but- yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm going to throw Sean under the bus there real quick because Sean was saying, oh, yeah, you know, because uh, we were asking him um, before the game started, hey, bro, are you going to get tickets to, to, to SoFi to go to the Niners Rams? He goes, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to I'm going to go. But you know what? It is like, you know, these chances don't come very often. I was like, excuse me. So mad. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. Excuse me. I, I was like, since you guys played, uh, you know, like you guys played the the Seahawks how many times in the NFC Championship game, and then you guys played the Falcons to get to the Super Bowl against the Ravens. You guys played the who who they play to go to the Super, the Super Bowl against um, the Chiefs. I forgot. But but anyways, you guys have been in the NFC Championship game like five times in the last ten years. So don't even say it. Oh, it's once in a lifetime. Don't hit the play. Hate the game. Like we, I I but can't. I, I can count on like two fingers. Speaking <laughs> of hating the players. This will probably be Jimmy G's last year as a 49er, which... Well, that stinks. I mean, but, but stinks, you can't... but... You okay. Can't he's, he's not the one. No, he's not. And you have to be... If you want... First of all, let me back up. That guy's got to be under intense pressure, though, for being Jimmy G, trying to bring the Niners up, and then supposed to be Tom Brady's protege all those years in New England. They should have known there, he wasn't. I'm sure that there's some sort of pressure on him to some extent. Secondly... Uh, everybody said, like, okay, we lost. Jimmy G just did what Jimmy G does. And that's what's going to set you apart as a Hall of Famer quarterback, as a quarterback who wins all those rings. In those games, in those plays, you make those plays happen. Those plays, you don't intercept. You don't just throw the ball. You take the sack. Like, you know, stuff, little things like that that happened. And it's frustrating because the Rams made huge mistakes mm-hmm. that we were able to kind of capitalize on. And then, wah, 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 like yeah. literally the last two minutes of the game, we were like, eh, we don't want to go to the Super Bowl. You guys go ahead. Yeah, they were. They uh, had, they so had a, few, a few of those illegal contacts, you know, those like little gimme five yards, but a first down to mm-hmm. the Niners. They uh, they threw the interception, but the the defensive back made a good play on, on the ball. But still, they threw an interception on the goal line. The Rams did, so they missed the field goal as mm-hmm. well. So they did make mm-hmm. mistakes. They and they gave uh, the Niners chances throughout the whole game. It's just that the Niners gave the key chances to the Rams with ten to twelve minutes left in the game. You know, yeah. so and I feel like the same thing happened with the Chiefs game. They were up by so much, and then they're you know they, they just start started making mistakes and. So many mistakes after so much time is going to cost you, and it did. So I'm excited to see how the, how these games ended. How are these teams going to play now against each other? Like yeah. both are quote unquote comeback games mm-hmm. coming back from being so far behind. So we'll see how the Super Bowl fares out. But it's going to be exciting. It's a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, so I'm sure you're excited about that. Finally, yeah. we finally get a season next year without Tom Brady. You want to talk Spe- about speaking that? Speaking, of course. I mean, he's been a thorn in my side since I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, twelve, and since I was like an actual like real football fan, you know, like I, I could probably remember watching Raiders games since like 
I don't remember the Niners Super Bowl in like 95, but like right after when the the season after when the Cowboys won, I kind of remember that Super Bowl. And then of course the Raiders in the late 90s. And then when they got Rich Gannon and then became good for a bunch of years in a row, going to the AFC championship game and losing, uh, going to the um, Super Bowl and losing, you know. So I remember all those years and all the way, of course, all the crap up until now. Um, But no, I mean, Tom Brady's been the best, you know, I have always argued it, but I mean, as I got older, I was just like, you know, I, I can't argue it. He's the he's the best, you know. And so he finally, um, you know, he finally said his goodbyes, and he's. How not- do you feel about his goodbye? He didn't once mention the Patriots at all. I mean, I don't know if that the was team, an official. The, ci- the city, I the think, fans. Well, I don't know if that was, was an official goodbye. He might do Michael, something. It was an official goodbye on his Instagram. Okay, well, that's an Instagram. He might get up. So, like, he he might have been like, just say, saying. Conference? He might have been just saying goodbye to, to the current team he was on. I'm pretty sure he's going to do something like uh, LeBron James, the decision member when he went to the Miami Teat. I'm sure he's going to do something big like that and kind of have a, a sit down interview on either 60 Minutes or Sports Center or, or whatever the hell hbo special you know it's gonna be something big to like actually have a goodbye for someone who's been so influential to the game of football for sure well hopefully i mean we'll see i know there's obviously critics out there already that are uh what is it when you stuff your nose up like mm -hmm, um what is sticking your nose up to yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. his instagram post because he announced his retirement he thanked a bunch of people team wise but then individual people he thanked all of the city of Tampa Bay, the fans of Tampa Bay, and everyone was like, well, what about your six other rings with the Patriots? So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully he does out of he just will. respect for all those years. I don't know if he left on good terms, bad terms, whatever, but. He will. He will. Um, and now it's just crazy. Like this generation is officially like kind of go- come and gone, you know, mm-hmm. like you have. You know, yeah, you're right. All when we were growing up, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Tom Brady, like they're all gone now. Like now, now Aaron Rodgers is like the old guy. <laughs> you know, well, he looks it. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that coronavirus really, uh, you know, got him. But any, anyways, uh, but yes, so long to Tom Brady. I'm sure the guys want to talk about it again next week. But yeah, yeah so long, loser. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so, long, so, so long, winner. So, yeah, winner because of the tug rule. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> which is I think coming this month, February or March, maybe I forgot what the thirty for thirty is. But anyways, um, so let's get into one more uh, piece of. Actually, you know what? We have a few piece other pieces of news. So Josh McDaniel, we'll talk about it more next week, obviously. But because you're, you're not, you know, like Josh McDaniels didn't really know who he was. So he's a new. Uh, I just saw an article right now that Jim Harbaugh is expected to agree to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. No. So he says he's he's leaving the he, he's leaving Michigan. There were reports that he was going to join the Raiders as well, but obviously that didn't happen, but I just got a little uh Mark he sent me a little article. Mark's Vikings. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Mark's second favorite team, his NFC team, the Vikings. But yeah, so wow. so, so so pretty crazy news and then um uh Brian Flores, the now fired coach of the dolphins is now suing the nfl for just malpractice in their in their hiring processes and just call calling it kind of you know just racist bias and he has text messages from from um, bill belichick and yeah to prove that so i i I sent the gif of um jared little joker and here we go like all these people like i wonder how all these dominoes falling i wonder who's gonna get you know clipped or at least reprimanded for their actions you know We'll see. And Who that's knows? opening a whole other can of worms for a whole other conversation. But mm-hmm. stuff in the NFL, you can't hide it and bury it forever. So 
Well, yeah, Oof, I know. That'll be interesting. Yep. So on to NASCAR. I know all you guys who are NASCAR fans, like all the hundreds of people who listen to the show who are NASCAR fans have missed us talking about the great sport that ended in uh, November, I think, when Kyle Larson hoisted the trophy and became the champion of the 2021 season. But 2022 is now in the windshield <laughs> you know how you say it's in the yeah. rearview meal with uh, the rearview mirror now it's in the windshield in the forefront yeah it, it is it is ahead of us we are in the pits making sure all the the, the single lug nuts now member you know remember it's not that it's the single lug nut on the tire this year the next gen car is here and we are having a first time race at the la coliseum for the bush light clash so this is like this the you know preseason race that's kind of like just the preseason pretty mm-hmm. much it's like this means nothing so just try to get out there and try to you know shake off the cobwebs of actually being in a race but they converted the la coliseum into a very very short track uh if you don't believe me please go to nascar's instagram page from like a two weeks ago they do a little ride along um of that track and it seems short it seems like half the size of bristol you know because i've always you know i've you know i'm, I'm well seasoned in driving on bristol in the video game but anyways <laughs> so it's gonna be cool to watch um i will have you guys will be gone because you're gonna be in oregon that's the day you guys leave but i'm gonna come home i'm going to slow cook some ribs with cam and i'm gonna just kind of just uh sit back relax and watch a race for the first time in like three months actually you always think that some of these seasons don't have a, a, a big off season. NASCAR has a very small off season. They they only raced their last race in in Arizona in November, mm-hmm. and it's already back the first weekend in February. So for betting purposes, does this preseason race mean anything? Like, oh, you can. Suarez was out there dominating. His oh. his his amount is going up. Like he looks so good this season. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, for your futures, yeah. I probably wouldn't place Larson any... Larson looks terrible this season. No, you know, no, he no. didn't do well at the Clash race. <laughs> that is not He's going not- to be any <laughs> foreshadowing for the season. I would I would think that... Um, I would think the only kind of foreshadowing that you would see on futures is probably people who looked good. If, okay. if like Alex Bowman or if Kyle Busch or if Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin, if those guys, if those guys performed poorly or whatever, I don't think it would be a, a stain on what would be their 2022 season. Okay. But if like Ross Chastain, like he was this close from a couple wins last year, Daniel Suarez had a couple top tens, you know, if they perform well, then Trackhouse is going to be on the map this year. So, so who knows? Actually, I hope that team does performs well, you know, because now Dana White's actually joined the team. Uh, I was going to say, are people going to be watching to see how that? I know, right? Right? I mean, because because Mark said, and we'll talk about it next week, but Mark did say that he th- that he thinks that soccer because he always has this opinion during the big tournaments like the Euro Cup and the World Cup. He's like, I'm telling you, Mike, within the next five ten years, soccer is going to be huge. And seeing this now, you know, um, uh, the music industry, uh, Alvin Kamara is one of the ambassadors of of I the of the NFL to, to to NASCAR. Now Dana White as as gone into a partnership with Trackhouse Racing. Obviously Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, but Dana White just announced today that there's a a deal. Uh, The number 42 uh, Chevy of Ross Chastain for Trackhouse Race Team is going to be, the the main sponsor is going to be his bourbon or his whiskey or whatever. 
So that's pretty cool. Of course, Michael Jordan now has a two-car team co-owned with him and Denny Hamlin. So a lot of different things are, you know, there's basketball, there's football, there's UFC fans. So I think you're bringing in a lot of different people into watching this sport because I think when I joined in in the fandom in like 2015, 16, I think the sport was sport was on a downturn. You know, after Jimmy, like when Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon were winning all those championships, I think it was at a peak in like the in the 90s and 2000s. I think when I started watching the uh, race. I thought it was entertaining as hell because it's something new for me. But with all those the, the stage races and everything, I think that the the ratings and the sport was at an all time low actually. So, so who knows? Um, but I'm excited. Uh, you won't be able to watch it just because you'll be with Maddie and, and your mom. So um, enjoy your time there, and we will enjoy our time. Okay. It's going to be a Sunday for the boys. Yes, man. Situation at the house. So good luck. The kid doesn't want to eat meat. So cooking a rack of ribs is going to be <laughs> really a farewell for you. You're going to be eating meat sweats. Meat sweats for the next couple of days, yeah. for sure. Um, okay, cool. So that's pretty much the sports side of the podcast. So let's get into a couple of things before you head out, before I start talking comic books, because I know you don't care give a crap about that. Um, it's not that I don't give a crap. I just don't read them. True. Just like. And I think that some of the drawings are like. Not particularly appropriate for the kids to see. But. Well, that's very true. That's very true. I just read a book just now. I'll talk about that. Just there's people getting knives through the face and and heads chopped off and stuff. So yeah, but it was a very entertaining issue of Undiscovered Country. But we'll get into that in a second. But I will say thank you to Treasure Island for always providing the kids stuff for my daughter. The Golden Books. Yeah. My uh, Mike just got her a Ryan's World. If you guys know, all the parents know who Ryan is yeah. from Ryan's World on friggin' YouTube. Um, so I got her a little comic book. It was their like caught in a box maze, cardboard box maze. That was pretty cool. I read it to her last night. She literally opened it, screamed, ran, and gave you a big hug. So yeah, definitely. If you don't read comic books, that's okay. Alex actually has other stuff that you could possibly find for. Your family, yeah. Because um, I mean, I'm for you. this May. I'm 35, and I remember reading those little golden books. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they still make them. I, so I got her like one that's based off of Space Mountain. I just read it to her last night or t- tonight. They're cute too. It's funny too because it's an African American family, and the mom and the brother and the sister go on the ride, and the dad like doesn't like heights, so he goes on the people mover. I think it's based in Florida. And I said, dude, that's Sean right there. Like Sean is the dad, and so this the skinny black guy is gonna be on the people people mover and. Be on Space Mountain with his kids. Oh, anyways. That's some joy. If you want some joy in your life, fly a plane with Sean Powers. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> if I could find that video. Archi- it's archived in my Joe brain. Joe has it. Joe might have <laughs> Joe it. Joe might have it. I don't know. Anyway. So, but yeah, I mean, I got her that one. And I think I got just one random one that's based off of like what Disney World, right? It was like. Yeah, it was f- like a, it was for their 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary. Actually. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, so. Um, what were we doing? Oh yeah, we're, uh, just entertainment wise. So we've been watching couple last couple episodes of the of, of Boba Fett, which really good. Yes, which is really good. We actually got it was pretty much another episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, random last week. though. Like I wonder how they're gonna. Obviously, they're tying him into working with Boba Fett. It was just weird. Muscle, it was just it was weird, weird not to see Boba Fett. Right. It's the book of Boba Fett, and the episode was Return of the Mandalorian, but I thought maybe halfway through the episode, he would have seen Boba Fett and kind of talked about their right. plans and everything. Right. But no, it was completely about uh, him going back to Moss Eisley, finding the, the the mechanic lady, and it was just getting an, a new ship. Getting a new ship and all about them. But some big thing did happen. He got in trouble by the lady the who makes the weapons for taking off his helmet. 
and showing who he oh, was. Yeah. He's no longer, he's no longer quote unquote, a, Mandal- a Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So that's going to be interesting on how that plays out to the Mandalorians next season. Like, do they hunt him? You know, because yeah, he's because like, he's still he's still dons the the best guard. Uh, yeah, uh, steel. Well, I don't think so. Because so, are you not allowed would, to wear it? She wouldn't have let him leave if that was the case. I feel. And mm. does he still have the dark saber thingy? I think so. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I really have. No, no. Been... She forged the dark saber. No, she didn't. He had the. She oh no, she forged, forged the Grogu's little. We the, don't know what. No, she forged the um the spear. No, what do you mean for? Then what does forge mean? Forge is when she burned it. Oh, I thought she, forge meant make. Yes, fine. She burned. She forged Gro- Grogu's new gift, which with I think is what I think is which I think is chainmail. Um, uh, so cute out of the spear. So we'll so hopefully see fingers crossed see Grogu next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's so, so Boba Fett's been pretty good. Do you know how many episodes it's going to be? Is it going to be like MCU stuff where it's only like six episodes? I think it's going to be more than six. What was – now, I would base it off of what Mandalorian is. It was quite a few, I believe. Eight to ten? Yeah. If you want to look that up real quick. But no, it's been pretty good. Um, We already talked about – What do you about- think about his past, you know, the the going to – to past to present, past to present in the episode. You mean him him going with like the Raiders and stuff and going back to the present? Yeah, kind of. I love those. Out. I love those type of shows. You know, they they always did that in they all they always did those in um uh Better Call Saul. You know, mm-hmm. and in The Walking Dead, they always did that. They always flashed it back to where he wasn't bald. Remember, he he, he looked like the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian Cranston, and they went back to then the present where he's bald and has cancer and went through chemo and everything. So that's I love those type of shows where you you think you get the story, but it's like, wait, how how does that tie in? And then all of a sudden, six episodes later, you're like, oh my god, that's what happens. You know, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. And you get a picture of why he is the way that he is. Oh, that happened. Well, that explains why he's acting like this in 100 in 141 episodes we we've used the term like tarantino'd it like Mm. 50 times Mm -hmm. in uh, doing this show so you know i think it's yeah i enjoy it and i like that it's the original actor from the old well older movies um what one two and three yeah Mm -hmm. you don't particularly care for those i actually enjoyed them no i did i don't like seven eight nine oh that's right no one likes seven eight nine unless you're really really young and that was your first ever star wars like oh my god it's so cool it's like my little brother yeah but then you watch no your little brother at least has watched four five six one two three he's in the one two three era i don't know it's all very confusing to me but yeah anyways uh i'm enjoying boba fett i'm just telling you and i know you probably don't enjoy to hear it but disney is just killing it Mm -hmm. with marvel with star wars like they know what they're doing and they're riding the train and I'm on the train ride for the long haul. Yep. Only a few more episodes until we don't until we have not seen the Batman. That's, oh, I know. That's Did in you one see month. The new trailer that they just released for it. Just released? Yeah, you it mean, was like a couple days ago. They released a new trailer. Like like really what Riddler looks like? Cuz he's on the all over the posters now. I'm not sure. I didn't watch it, but I was like, oh, I wonder if Mike has seen this. I don't know if I watched the brand they brand new one. They released it during one of the football games, I think. Then maybe not. So we'll go back and watch it. But yeah. I mean, um, to go on some of the CW shows, I watched the, I, I finished the second season of Stargirl, which is pretty good. Um, actually, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's actually not bad. It's like, it's actually what I'm about to say is kind of connected, not connected, but it kind of similar themes. Um, you'll, you had the Justice Society of America, and now this show is basically based off of, uh, these other smaller children taking the helm of these heroes. You know, you have a girl, 
who's uh, Dr. Midnight now. And then, of course, Star Girls takes over Starman. And, you know, you have uh, Stripe's old uh, Stripe's son is taking over the helmet, looks like, of the big, huge robot machine. So it's a pretty cool show. It's it's definitely cheesy at times, like all CW shows are, but it's cool. And actually, you know what? The beginning, like, five episodes so far of the third season of Batwoman is really good. Yeah, you were so, saying that. So what happens at the end of the second season is that a lot of things from the um, archives of, of uh, Bruce Wayne, like the, you know, the the canister of the, the freeze formula, right? A little bit of vine from poison ivy, um, penguins, uh, umbrella, everything gets washed away in like some river. And now you have these like younger kids finding it. Like some younger kid found and bought on eBay, mad hatter's hat. So now he was, it was like an episode with mad hatter, but like a younger, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Jervis Tetch. It was some other guy who, but he was just taking over mantle. Um, then you had an episode where some kid found the, uh, found a killer croc's tooth, accidentally scratched himself with it and turned into like a new killer croc 2.0. So they've been fighting against all these characters. Uh, they, they just had, um, a Mr. Freeze uh, episode. And I, and now you find, uh, that Ryan, she's the new Batwoman from last season. Um, she knows now knows who her mom is. Uh, she's currently sitting in as CEO of, of, of um wayne enterprises so i mean it's it's a good show so far um what else um caught up with walking dead because that show doesn't come back until february i think um almost done with supergirl because this is the last season so i think i have a handful of more episodes like two or three and then i'm absolutely done with that just like i finished black lightning a few months back that show's now done done um i'm technically in the beginning of november if i'm because i always watch them in order of all my shows so that means in a couple of weeks I should be starting The Flash. So, awesome. yep. So those shows have been pretty good so far. And then your show that we started watching yesterday and just got freaking, <laughs> gl- we couldn't, we, we like barely, we so many chores. We, we, we barely, do. we barely watched our kids. We watched this so hard. <laughs> so I will let you uh, tell everyone is, you know, while I wet my whistle, cause I'm tired of talking. <laughs> um, well, before I get into that, I also just want to give you one little piece of news Um, Spider-Man No Way Home might soon be unseating Avatar as the third highest grossing film of all time in the United States and Mm -hmm. Canada, um, their box office. So as of Monday, today is Tuesday, so as of yesterday, Spider-Man has racked up over $735 million in the U.S. and Canada alone since its release December 17th. It is only behind Avatar by $25 million. So that's kind of big. Also, um, still far behind, however, uh, Avengers Endgame, which grossed almost $860 million domestically. So it's got a ways to go for that, but I, I would watch it again to help them get mm-hmm. that $25 because it was an incredible movie. But to go back to what you're saying, I was scrolling through Netflix. Michael was helping me get the kids in bed, and I was just being a couch potato, (laughs) surfing Netflix, and I saw this show called I, Georgina, and I saw Christian Ronaldo, and I was like, what what is this? Apparently, they have a reality series, and it focuses primarily on Georgina, not really – Christian Ronaldo and what is personally going on in his day to day, but obviously they address his career multiple times. Um, it's actually kind of sad because he's never there. 
And I don't know if that's done intentionally or if he really is just never there. If they don't really want to make it about him. But one of the coolest things is, how do I say this? Soccer is not, or football is not like the number one sport in the United States. It's the NFL football. But to see the way soccer is to everyone else around the world Mm -hmm. is like literally mind blowing. And his fame is insane. And he said, which I actually thought was really sweet. He said, I am so privileged with the money that I have, the fortune I have, you know, to be able to do these things in my life and give my family everything. But football really takes away so much of your life. It restricts so much of my life because I train all year. And because of the fame status I have, I can't do anything. My children can't really be normal kids or do anything. So he was talking about how he was really trying to make sure they had as much normalcy as they could um, Mm -hmm. with their 800 million cars and getting to go to amusement parks, closing it for the day for them. But at the same time, he's literally going to like a, a, a store and there's massive security. People are glued to the windows, like no privacy at all. So I can't imagine that kind of life, but it's good, man. And his chick, Georgina, they met at the Gucci store in Madrid. She has very humble beginnings in Spain. Like he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they bonded over that. And to kind of see their relationship is nice. Um, it also like boosted her and skyrocketed her celebrity. Again, over in Europe, not so much the United States. So we're all kind of getting to know who this chick is mm-hmm. as well. And she um, does a lot of philanthropy. She's a philanthropist. Say- yes. She does a lot of that work for kids who are like in foster homes and stuff. So mm, she's nice. the current episode I'm watching. She's receiving an award for doing that. And she'll FaceTime Christian Ronaldo with these kids. And the little boys and girls are just sobbing because they love him. I mean, he is like. God. He is, Yeah. He is not Beyonce. He is, he is not Justin Bieber. He, like he is like the holy mecca of their lives. And it's so sweet to see these kids lose their minds. Mm-hmm. And they gifted him with all of his cleats, all of his oh, soccer. Cool. Yeah, it was really sweet. And you get to see a lot of his kids. Um, and I know there's been a lot of rumors and speculations about his children, the mother of his children. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently she is pregnant with twins. Um, so this was obviously filmed sometime last year. But it was just, it's so amazing to watch. And I love Europe. We've been to Europe. Mm-hmm. I love the old, you know, architecture, the art, the culture, the people. It's it's amazing. And it just inspires me to travel. But it's cool, man. And they just got word that he has to go to Man U. So that's where we are in the season. Oh, cool, cool. But it's all in Spanish. So everything is in subtitles. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's not hard to read. No, and she's gorgeous. Like, way to go, Christian Ronaldo. Yeah, she's, she's absolutely she's very beautiful. Pretty. Very beautiful. Okay, cool. So I think that's pretty much it for, I mean, sports and and then comic book entertainment slash what else we're what, you know what we're watching and stuff. But um, sweetheart, thank you so much for joining the podcast with us. You can wave goodbye to to everyone in Live Land. Um, but yeah, 
Um, we're going to say goodbye to you, but I'm just going to take a quick break right now. You're going to hear a little bit of uh, some epic music, and then we're going to come back, or I am, and I'm going to talk a little bit about 10, 15 minutes about what I've been reading lately, and we'll sign off for episode 141. So thank you so much to my wife, Danielle, um, and we will be right back with episode 141. See you in a second. Love you. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Come Boogies podcast, episode 141 right now. Thank you so much for listening right now on Apple iTunes. We are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Androids. You can get the, your podcast. You can get it anywhere you listen to podcasts. And right now, if you're watching live on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Please like the video and subscribe and tell your friends about us. Like every single week, we collide the worlds of sports and comics on behalf of Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please go see Alex tomorrow, Wednesday, Fridays, and Saturdays. The shop is open. He's got everything you need to satisfy your comic booking needs. So, uh, let's get into some comic books. Uh, As you know, Sean and Mark are not here this week, so I'm going to try my best to kind of you know, breathe through this, you know, I've, I haven't done a, a solo podcast in a very, 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 very long time. So, uh, this week is new comic book day, the first new comic book day in February of 2022. So two, 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 two is tomorrow. And here are some of the books that you can expect on your bookshelves at your local comic book store. On the DC side, we have Batman number 120, Detective Comics 1051, Dark Knights of Steel number 4, Suicide Squad 12, The Joker Puzzle Box, I believe finishes with number 7, and Monkey Prince, a brand new series. I'm grabbing that issue. Number 1 comes out tomorrow. Over on the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man number 88, Daredevil Woman Without Fear number 2, Alien number 9, a new series with Sabretooth starts tomorrow number 1, Spider-Woman number 19, and the Fantastic Four Life Story number six is out. That finishes that story. I can't wait to grab that one. Over on the image side, Spawn 326, Crossover 11, Noctera is back with number seven. Geiger gives us an 80-page giant, so we'll see what's in, happening and going on in the world of Geiger. And Newburn, one of Mark's favorite new stories, number three. Boom Studios gives us Basilisks number 7, and AWA comes out with a brand new series this week. Primos number 1 comes out. So, for all of you who have been listening the last couple weeks, I, because of, you know, inclement weather on in the Midwest, on the East Coast, I haven't gotten a lot of my books. Yesterday I got, oh my god, a fat stack of books. It was probably 25 to 30 books from over the past three weeks, you know, from the 12th, the 19th, the what's what's plus seven, the 26th of, of January. So I got all of those books except for I think Pennyworth, but that's been uh, delayed. So um, I tried to get in as much as I could, you know, yesterday and then today during um, the kids' naps. But I don't know. I just couldn't, you know, get as much as I could in. Actually, I didn't want to read, you know, Joker and, and the Detective Comics, you know, the 
the weekly Shadow of the Bat story that's been coming out. I didn't want to get into those and kind of talk about it now. I definitely wanted to wait until Sean and Mark came on the show next week to, to, to do that. So I'm just going to give, um, you know, my opinion on a couple books that I've read over the last couple of days. And obviously, and then of course, from weeks and weeks ago that I never got a chance to talk about. So what I read uh, yesterday and today from three weeks ago, Knighted. Knighted's a pretty good story from AWA. It's kind of like a Batman sort of, you know, sort, sort of series, but it's cool because it's in the resistance world, you know. The Resistance was one of the first books, if not the first book, that came out on AWA. And um, if you know the the universe, then you know that any kind of type of story within that universe is going to be pretty, pretty good. So, um, yeah, I like it so far. Issue number three was pretty badass. Uh, the Knight, you know, he has now taken over the mantle of the Knight. He has found out where the, you know the major bad guy where his headquarters are. So we'll see what happens next week. Stillwater number 12. I think it might be going on a break because it didn't say like what, you know, date number 13 came out on, but pretty cool. They, I mean, this story is wild because they shoot people in the face or they stab them in the neck or in the heart or whatever. And of course, when you're in the confines, the city limits of Stillwater, I mean, you're not going to die, right? So they kind of have a mutiny. They take out the, uh, you know, uh, uh, grieves and everything and and then they take out the mayor who is now a kid but he's but he's been around in the city for so long he's not really technically a kid anymore and then finally they kind of get overtaken and they take him out to the um they take they take her son out to uh laura's son out to the uh to the outer limits that's where they kind of go to kill people right they go just beyond the city limits. They kill him. They burn him. You know, they shoot him. They stab him or whatever. And then they actually die because they're no longer in the city limits. So what was so weird was that the mom uh, and the former sheriff, they go into the um, mayor's office. You know, they have they had shot the kid in the face with a shotgun. So he's slowly starting to, like, kind of manifest back to himself. But he you know, obviously can't do anything to them. And they draw, like, the city limit. Like, they draw it on the map, like you know, outside again, that they extend the borders. And so when they set the sun on fire, it's so weird because then he's like half man, like his skin's been like burned off. So it's like, you can see a skeleton. They're like, what the hell? He like escapes from like the, you know, from the stake that he's been burned at. And he's just kind of like walking towards them. So it's pretty wild how they almost killed them. But, you know, you know, they were using their noodles and they extended the city limits. Um, let's see. I'm excited that Noctera is back. They had a, uh, a blacktop bill special pretty much just kind of profiling the main you know bad guy um from aftershock this is like from a month ago cross to bear is pretty good i think it's like a five issue miniseries that one's pretty good so far the end the eighth and final issue of the longest awa series so far um marjorie finnegan temporal criminal that shows why that they're in the show that comic book's wild you know Garth Ennis is Garth Ennis is Garth Ennis. If you know Garth Ennis, it's, it's spot on him. His writing, just um, crazy shit happening there, and uh, I can't wait. I hopefully number two comes out. Uh, one book that I got from the twelfth that I probably won't be pulling on the pull list is from Vault Comics. I don't get a lot from Vault, but we ride Titans, and it's pretty much what you would think. The story, you know, starts out with a kaiju, you know, a big old, you know, monster Godzilla looking thing trying to, you know, destroy their city. And they have huge titans, like huge robot things that, that are man powered. And, um, it turns out that the guy man, uh, manning the machine, they find, you know, he's, he's got problems. Obviously he's an, he's an alcoholic and he's uh drunk, you know, 
And so the kaiju kind of runs into the Titan. Um, the guy ends up killing the kaiju. You know, he gives like a big laser blast through his belly, but they like kind of destroy part of the city, right? So he's been decommissioned. He's been, you know, kind of kicked off of the team, so to speak. And they kind of pressure the sister who's, um, I don't know if she was a former, you know, um, Titan writer, you know, but she's, uh, you know, all business. She has a, uh, a wife or a girlfriend, I think wife, wife. And, um, you know, she's very supportive, but the mom comes and kind of gives her a guilt trip to, to, um, to go and, and kind of replaces, you know, her brother and, um, she ain't taking no shit, but, uh, but no, it's, 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 it's a pretty good story. It's written by Tress Dean. Uh, artist is Sebastian Perez. Um, D. Kniff is the colorist and Jim Campbell on the letters. Uh, but not bad. Um, not good enough for me to pull it. I don't know if it's going to be uh, a miniseries. I, th- I think it is, but yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, miniseries, and it's also ending. May's book is finally over. Uh, Jeff Lemire. Um, this was just a weird one. I think it was just kind of like just the mental, just kind of the PTSD and, and what people, how they, how they go through mourning when their loved ones die. But it was kind of a weird book. I think it's done, but, um, yeah, if I knew what I was getting into, I probably wouldn't have pulled it. So, uh, not Jeff Lemire's best work, but not horrible. Right. And then finally the two best books I read this week, uh, the department of truth number 15 and undiscovered country 18, actually undiscovered country was actually better than department of truth. But, um, just an interview of, you know, one of the agents and someone who works for also there, they're kind of just the, you know, like, how did you hunt down this Mothman? You know, and it's, and it's, detailed it's very very detailed and it's worth the money too that i paid for this one because there's a lot of lot of writing a lot of content to read so pretty good uh but lee harvey oswald is with this person who's being um interviewed that's kind of you know he heinz he's the one who has like the tinfoil cap on his head but he says he's concerned you know he's concerned about lee harvey oswald kind of losing it there seeing the mothman and he's just kind of yeah he kind of stood there when they finally caught it and just he he stood there and just kind of stared at it you know like he wasn't afraid or he i don't know it's going to be i think it's the beginning of the end like the downturn for you know lee harvey oswald uh at, at the department of truth so he's losing it there so we shall see what happens in the ongoing um issues but james tinyan doing a great job right now uh undiscovered country uh we have the sixth and final issue it's it looks like of the third arc huge reveal at the end which i think this just like Stillwater is going to be taking a little bit of a break huge reveal at the end that the destiny man is none other than uh charlotte and i forgot the brother's name but uh, it's the brother he's like oh my god it looks like dad he goes well i better look like dad i'm your brother so and he's and he's not like trying to he's not going to be working with them right that's his like america is his destiny like aurora is his destiny that's why he's going to call himself the destiny man right and he's won't you know he won't give up easily he you know he uh he said they were here for a long time after they got rid of you two charlotte and when two people love each other very much i don't care yeah uh man that's uh so they had him and he says that this nation is my birthright more than it was ever yours. I was literally bred to rule this place. So he's got a huge power trip, and um, we shall see because they got thrown into different parts of the nation, I think. They got split off. So the brother goes with, you know, with Charlotte and her brother, and um, 
uh, they and then the other the other you know f- five or six people of the crew get kind of split off into two other uh, areas in uh, inside of America you know, what America is kind of right now. So uh, there you have it. That's like a little bit of what I've been reading in comic books. We'll have more obviously next week when Sean and Mark um, are back. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you so much again to my wife for jumping on the podcast. It's another short episode, but uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, next week, we're going to have a huge, um, you know, Super Bowl preview show. Um, we're going to have Alex from Treasure Island Comics back on the show because we told him that he was supposed to come back on if the Rams won, and they sure as hell did. So we're going to get Sean's um, thoughts on the end of the season, how it went over the last two months since he's been gone. Of course, Mark, you know, you know, we're going to get his insight on what happened in the clash going forward into the duels and in the D- Daytona 500, which is the week after. So we have some big, big weeks coming up on the podcast, a Super Bowl preview show, a Daytona 500 preview show, reactions from those races and, and games after those episodes. So huge, huge, huge weeks coming up so far. Um, and shoot, this is our, you know, this is our third year doing this. So, I mean, you guys should know that, th- that this time of the year is huge for the podcast because we love our football and we love our NASCAR. Um, but for my wife, Danielle, Thank you so much for joining again for, you know, Alex and Treasure Island Comics. Thank you so much. We've been brought to you by there. Uh, please follow us on all social media platforms. We're uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Comic Bookies. Please email us at thecomicbookies at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to the Twitch page, the Twitter page, I'm not Twitter page, the Twitch and the YouTube page. Uh, we're just The Comic Bookies. You know, for all of your videos, your shorts, your live streams, just please check us out. And, you know, of course, download us wherever you get your podcasts and spread the word, man. We're doing what we love for three years, and we're not going anywhere. So thank you so much. But for uh, Mark and Sean, who will be back next week, this is Mike. This has been 140 episodes of the Comic Podcast. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace out, y'all. See you next week for the Super Bowl preview show. Rams and Bengals, here we go. Here we go.